0: Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 23 of Jeff Reads His Book. I'm your host, Jeff, and today we have a big day. We are going to be reading the book Offworlder, a book I wrote in a month so if you need to contact me, you can head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and right there on the page, there's some links where you can get in touch with me via email or Twitter, Mastodon, whatever you feel like doing. So I want to welcome everybody back. That's right, uh, the podcast is up and running again. It's been about, ooh, I think our last episode was in January, and uh that was just a... Uh, a retrospective, so we didn't actually even read the book, but uh, we're back now, about six months later, and this is very, very exciting to be back. So I had mentioned that I have done National Novel Writing Month uh, four, times. four times, four times, four times, I think that's right, and so we're going to try working through another book from National Novel Writing Month, oh, that is right, so what we're going to read, um, this I guess, is this a new season? Should I have done, like, season two, episode one? I mean, some podcasts do. I, I think that's a little... That's a little much for a podcast like this, huh? Well, We'll just keep counting with the episodes. Although, it makes it hard now, because episode 23... I had to look up the last episode of the previous one, because we all know I did not understand how many chapters uh, Bring Balance had. So, I guess we're going to do... You saw... What, it had 21 in the end, I think? Ah, oh, Jesus, who knows? This is episode 23 of this podcast. I'm almost positive about that fact. So, I guess our chapter numbers aren't going to line up if we're reading a new book. Eh, probably not, probably not. Anyway, why don't we talk about what we're going to be reading? This is so exciting. So, this, uh, this time through the podcast, we are going to go chapter by chapter through the book Offworlder. Yes, it's all one word. And, uh, it is a book I wrote for National Novel Writing Month in 2014. So, this is actually the third National Novel Writing Month book I completed. Uh, the second one was about, uh, soccer. It was about co-ed soccer. Ugh. Oh. It's it's really bad, so I don't think we're going to see any of that. I think I mentioned once that maybe we could use it for, like, we could read a chapter here and there, but it's not good. I don't even want to read it. Nobody else has ever read it because it's that bad. So, eh, we're going to skip that. But anyway, so Offworlder, that was after somebody actually bought the book Bringing Balance, and they said they really badly wanted to see a sequel of sorts to... Uh, Bring Balance. But I didn't have any ideas for a sequel at all. I mean, I didn't have any ideas for this book either, but here we are. So Offworlder, what the idea here was, um, we're going to look at how Henry and Margot met, I think. So, I mean, I know. I probably shouldn't have just let that out. We should have just read it, right? <laughs> so anyway, it is a prequel to Bringing Balance. There probably should be, like, another book in between this one and Bringing Balance, but there isn't. So, maybe someday I'll write it. Uh, so, I kind of came back to my two favorite characters, you know, a little bit. Um, you'll notice the title, Offworlder, right? Uh, maybe... I get some mistake purchases, right? Some people could go on Amazon looking for, what, Outlander and buy this instead. That's a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> I thought I'd just make a note of that. I felt real weird calling the book this. Uh, I guess I didn't... I don't think when I wrote this I'd ever heard of Outlander. And I've only heard of it now from, like, I don't know, my mom and some librarians. It's, you know, it's not my thing, I don't think. Well, actually, it might be. Who knows? I really don't know anything about it. But anyway... That's popular. This isn't. So this book was written in 2014. Um, when I was, I've edited it over the last like, eh, I spent like two weeks, about a month ago editing this book so I could put it up on Amazon. So it is available for purchase now. If you head on over the page, there's a link right there and you too can get a copy of Offworlder, including a paper copy, which is so freaking badass, right? Um, I was trying to get, what do I want to say? I wanted to get the paper copies again to do this podcast because that was kind of fun doing it and bring balance with paper. But of course, I procrastinated so long that I just ordered them eh, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that was actually because I had to upload the manuscript, uh, which is kind of hard I'm trying to get it to be in paperback form. So I had to upload the manuscript, but I Fuck something up, and then Amazon rejected it because they're douchebags, and, you know, that's usually how that goes with that company. So, I was able to get it uploaded, though, finally, and once it did, and then they have to wait, like, two days for it to be approved, and once that was approved, I actually did place an order for two of them, but they're not going to be here till next Friday at the earliest, so I think we're looking at two weeks of me reading the ebook version, which I'm not thrilled about, but, yeah, we'll deal with it, right? So I'm still waiting for print copies. Now, one neat thing about this book was that... It, you know what? Actually, let me just point out that when we do get the print copies, that's when we'll start looking at it. Like, you know, it says some crap on the back of the book, so we'll read what that says. I think it's pretty fun, yeah. And it kind of matches Bring Balance. You can get, like, a match set if you buy Bringing Balance and, and this piece of shit together. You know, you can put them on your bookshelf, and they'll look nice next to each other. <laughs> so... Still waiting on those print copies. We can talk about that a little more. But when I was putting it on Amazon, uh, they have a, like a field that says, is this part of a series, right? <laughs> and so, I, I mean, it is, right? So I had, but it wanted to know the name of the series. So I had to come up with a name for the series. And I had like, uh, i trying to think. I only got one suggestion from my wife and she suggested it be called Magic Sandwiches. But uh, I didn't think that was appropriate, because there does not seem to be that many sandwiches in this one. Then I was just going to call it the Offworlder series, but I really did feel bad about Outlander. (laughs) But I wrote this book before I knew that that was, so this is its title. So I was trying to think of what to call it. So I actually opted to call this series The Sandhill Mages. It makes it sound like I'm trying, which is real bad, but... Yeah, I hope nobody's fooled into buying this, (laughs) because it sounds real, because it's not. It sounds... it's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but... So, this is The Sandhill Mages, book one. (laughs) And Bringing Balance is book two, even though I just said there should be one in between. So, I guess that would be like one and a half when I make that. If I make that, let's not get ahead of myself here. But if I'm going to keep doing this podcast, basically... I only have one book after this to read that's part of the Sand Hill Mages series, which you can't buy yet. So we're going to have to wait on that one. Ooh, can you imagine if there was a box set? That'd be badass. All right. Anyway, I'm, I'm kind of giggly today because this is like my favorite thing to do, make this podcast. It's super fun. And, uh, here we are back at it. This is very exciting. Anyway. Let's get into what we're going to be reading today, right? So we're going to read chapter one. Okay. So this book doesn't have a preface, so the ebook and the print book should line up nicely. That'll be great. Um, according to uh, the fabulous app Overdrive on my Windows tablet, oh yeah, Windows tablet... Um, This is 13 pages long. I'm guessing in the print copy, it won't be that long. And it's not very exciting, so I hope it doesn't read too long. When I was editing this, I noticed I do have like a couple chapters that are gonna be like three, two pages long. Oof. So those will be some weird weeks to try to get through, but we will work through it, right? So, in this first chapter, though, we're going to see some familiar names. It's exciting. So, we'll recognize a couple people from Bringing Balance, hopefully. Uh, We're going to see some new characters, and we'll have to wait till we read more of this book to see if they're important at all. My guess is no. And, spoiler alert, we do not see Frederick in this chapter. I don't think he's even in this book at all, which is kind of a bummer. You know, when I I was listening to my previous episodes of this podcast, and you know, the, all the talk about Frederick, I found it interesting how surprised I was because I honestly didn't know he appeared in the book as much as he did. So probably when I wrote this book, I had already forgotten that there was a guy named Frederick who appeared constantly in Bring Balance. <laughs> so that's probably why he doesn't appear in this. I just, I didn't even know he was a main character, but eh, what are you going to do? It's It's fine. So we're going to see a new character, I think, a couple new characters, Maybe one that's more notable than the others, but this is pretty exciting. I don't see any reason to delay any further, though, so let's dive into Chapter 1 of Offworlder. So for today's episode, I am going to be sipping on some Jim Beam on the Rocks. Yes, that'll be my drink of choice today. I was actually kind of hoping that I'd have some Evan Williams 1783 left over, but I guess I hit that bottle a little too hard this week. I don't think I hit it hard. I just haven't bought it in a while. There's only one liquor store where I buy that, and I can't think of the last time I was there. So that was an old bottle, as it was. But I kind of feel like that's my podcast drink. That, eh, maybe Wild Turkey, too. I drank a lot of that during this. So, you know what? Next week, we're going to have one of those two on. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. Now reading this ebook though, it is gonna be hard to find drinking breaks. I'm just looking at the spacing on here. I'm using the Overdrive app. Ugh, Overdrive. Hey guys, you suck ass. Got that Overdrive? Ugh. I remember once Overdrive. What was it? It gave me some error that because I checked out a book on my phone. Oh yeah, a Windows phone. Yeah, this was a while ago. <laughs> and um then I tried to download it onto my Barnes and Noble Nook running Overdrive. Yeah, yeah, Barnes and Noble Nook. I buy all the winning pro- platforms, don't I? But, uh, it didn't work. Like it said, uh, somebody else had it checked out or I wasn't authorized. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And they st- I actually put in like a help support ticket or whatever to Overdrive. And they said it was because I had two different Adobe accounts, which it's, that's impossible. <laughs> How could I possibly have Two different adobe accounts it was so stupid they were such jackasses they were really assholes about it but if they, they overcharged and they screwed over it's a whole thing i don't know overdrive kind of stinks yeah anywho uh let's get started i'm going to start reading here after a little sip of the jim beam here mm. you know what jim beam really is good don't let that 1599 price point fool you at least that's what it is here in ohio it is Phenomenal. Oh, I love it with ice. Maybe not so much neat, but it's pretty good. Okay, I am really just babbling on today, huh? So <laughs> let's get started. I bet my wife right now thinks I'm a chatty Cathy. <laughs> All right, chapter one. What's wrong with my shoes? Henry asked. I knew we'd be walking today. I'm not going to subject my feet to stiff leather for three miles. One word, Blisters. Janie shook her head. Okay, there are multiple problems with what you just said. She hefted her pack on her right shoulder with a not-so-subtle grunt. First of all, the leather wouldn't be so stiff if you just wore the sensible shoes. But these sneakers... Second of all, Janie continued over Henry's protest. We could be on horses. You know I don't ride horses. And third... Those shoes scream (gasps) off-worlder. That's the title of the book! (laughs) She scolded, pointing at his feet with her left hand. Your first real assignment as a mage, and you show up looking like you're ready to play baskets or hockey ball or whatever. Those aren't typos. I put that in because, you know, she probably doesn't know what basketball or hockey is or are. That's an is because it's an or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Henry laughed. Neither of those are things. Well, whatever you play off-world, how should I know? She made a show trying to shrug and failing under the weight of her pack on her right shoulder. The pair walked on for a few more minutes in silence. Eventually, a covered cart pulled by a mule forced them to step off the road as it passed. The pair took the opportunity to share a drink. Henry gulped from a water bottle and handed it to his traveling companion. Sandhill seemed like a nice town, he offered. Janie nodded while she drank. Small beds at the inn, though. My feet were hanging off the end. While Henry was not particularly short, he would also not be considered tall by anyone. At over half a head taller than Henry, though, Janie seemed to tower over him. "'Tell me about it,' she agreed, wiping the excess water from her mouth with her bare forearm. "'Though the midsummer air wasn't particularly hot, the sun made it seem far worse. "'We'll have to go back once we're settled,' Henry continued. "'I think I'd like to spend some time there.' "'Janie nodded in vague agreement. "'I believe Sandhill is the closest town to the temple, right?' There isn't much else around, Janie added. It's mostly farming in the southern realms. There are some small villages here and there, but they can be pretty far apart. And that's where we'll be working, Henry asked? Out in these communities? Uh, yes, Janie said, mocking him like a valley girl, apparently. (laughs) She enjoyed poking... (laughs) She enjoyed poking at his seeming naivete. Naivete? even though she was fully aware that he often only played at it like in this case, she suspected. Wait, okay, so she suspected something. I thought this was a Henry chapter section. I don't know. Yeah, I guess not. All right, all right, all right. right. I think we're good, we're good. I thought we had like a change in perspective there without a drinking break, which would have been a big no-no, right? The pair had been... All right, where were we? Okay. The pair had been close friends for somewhere around two years. While most were generally fond of Henry, thanks to his light demeanor and apparent interest in even the most mundane aspects of this world governed by the laws of magic, Janie found him not only, amus- not only amusing, but also kind. The pair gradually became close friends during training, even though they weren't trained for the same fields. Drinking break! Oh, baby. Mm, That's nice. So we're getting a little uh, character development, huh? This would have been useful for bringing balance. (laughs) And, uh, oh, okay, okay. So one thing I do want to point out if we're on a drinking break, this is Janie. She was in Bringing Balance. They went to her house. It's very exciting. Yeah. So that was the big familiar name other than Henry, obviously. The road along which the two walked through the green pastures was climbing gradually to a slight crest. Above, the early afternoon sun beat down on the companions, and, for the first time, Henry wished he had maybe instead paid for a carriage for for the trip. Oh, see, that was some nice setting. Are you picturing it in your mind? However, that feeling was short-lived, for as they reached the crest... His eyes beheld the small settlement where he'd be living for the foreseeable future. Down the slightly sloping landscape was a wide valley, if it could even be called such. Okay, you just called it that. If it could even be called such, where a large stone temple stood at the meeting of the road on which Henry and Janie walked, and another east-west road. Okay, (laughs) that's so, that's highly descriptive and yet useless, right? (laughs) Surrounding the temple, spread out and built in this, that must have been word padding, don't you think? I probably could have just said at a crossroads in front of them. All right. Surrounding the temple, spread out and built in a seemingly random, disorganized manner, were various buildings, some apparently small, single-room huts, Others, largest stone or wood structures serving as residences or any manner of public building. Well-maintained paths through the short-cut grass wound between the buildings, making the settlement seem even more quaint than it might be. Henry stopped at the crest, taking in this view of his new home. He smiled approvingly. Finally, Janie mumbled. Stopping only for a moment before walking down towards the temple. Henry rushed towards her after snapping out of his daze. "'This place looks nice!' he exclaimed. "'That's why I chose it!' Janie replied in mock exasperation. "'You saw the brochures. What did you think would be here?' "'Brochures. Nice.' Henry was still... (laughs) Oh, my bad. Henry was still mildly amazed that there were brochures at all. (laughs) Sometimes this world, with its complete lack of science, surprised him. Well, sure, but sometimes those can be misleading. Janie nodded in silent agreement. Where do we go next, he asked. Um, she hesitated, surveying the scene. Probably that tent. Do you see it just behind the temple? Henry glimpsed the peak of a white tent poking out from behind the stone monstrosity, which he likened to a Gothic Catholic church from his world. Gothic and Catholic are capitalized. I guess Catholic is supposed to be capitalized, if I'm remembering what people used to yell at me when I was in elementary school. T- I think so. Gothic, though, is kind of a surprise. I guess where the, the Goths were a people, so I guess he would capitalize it, Right. Ah, let me see. Ah, I see. Some sort of check-in, I suppose. That was Henry saying that. Sorry. We're back on track. I've been babbling way too much. I'm just excited that we're doing a new episode! Yay! As they approached the settlement, Henry and Janie could see the activity around the houses and on the streets. There seemed to be people moving into some houses others being led around as if on a tour, and still more hurrying about with clipboards and papers. This is very much like moving into college. (laughs) Henry studied the temple as they passed. It was clearly not a church by any means when viewed up close. There were statues on the building's stone facade depicting what Henry assumed were famous mages, witches, and wizards. That was a mouthful. A single set of giant oak doors facing east sat slightly open, Allowing a glimpse of a surprisingly well-lit interior. Henry could see some wood benches, but not much more. In a small fenced-off park just north of the temple, a spacious open tent stood hiding a handful of occupants from the afternoon sun. Henry and Janie turned from the road and headed into the tent. When the shade finally fell across Henry's face, he sighed in relief. Janie immediately dropped her pack to the ground with a thud, shook her arms, making a show of trying to cool off. There wasn't much to see inside the tent. Three picnic tables were within the tent's shade, and one man sat apparently filling in some sort of form. At the far end of the tent, a series of tables stretched behind... Ah, okay. At the far... All right, I'm having a little trouble here. All right. At the far end of the tent... A series of tables stretched, behind which three people sat, chatting while waiting for visitors. On the ground behind them was a large wooden crate with a tray sticking out from one side. Henry thought it looked like a full scale wooden model of a copy machine. Henry and Janie approached the table, and Henry spoke first. Ah, hello, he started. This tent certainly helps with the... Name, said a balding man with a disinterested tone. Name, is that better? Name, said a balding man with a disinterested tone. Um, what? Henry asked, taken aback. He then noticed the wand the man held towards his face. What a dick. The man finally turned to face Henry, raising his eyebrows. Name, he said sternly, shaking the wand again. Henry turned slightly away and eyed the wand suspiciously. Henry McCallum, he said slowly. Henry McCallum, he said slowly. That was better. Behind the balding man, a light flashed in the wooden crate, and a booklet popped out onto the tray. The woman behind the table stood and walked to grab the booklet, all the while continuing her conversation with a long-haired man. Henry thought they were talking about either sandwiches or trees, but he wasn't sure which. Ha! It's some comedy I put in there. <laughs> when the woman grabbed the booklet, she flipped to the first page. Reading for a moment, she said, Offworlder, and tossed it. Oh, that's the name of the book again. It's appeared twice. Reading for a moment, she said, Offworlder, and tossed it onto the table in front of the balding man. Figures, the balding man mumbled as he opened it. Henry McCallum, Warrior Mage, Class 2B, I'll need you to sign here, 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 and here, he stated, flipping far too fast for Henry to see. Anywhere there's a red line, you can see Elliot, he pointed to the long-haired man. Once you're done, and he'll give you a key. Noticing Henry's confused look, he said, to your house, the key to your house. Ah, well, I appreciate your assistance and the warm greetings, he said, and motioned for Janie to step up. The balding male man scowled at him. Janie Stamford, she said, leaning forward towards the wand. The crate behind him remained silent and motionless. The bald man sighed in frustration. Is that your fool's? Is that your full name, he asked. Yes, Janie exclaimed. When the bald man's eyes didn't move, Janie rolled her eyes. No, she said, and leaned towards the wand again. Geneva Isabel Marietta Carrington Stamford the 17th. A booklet popped out from the wooden crate behind the balding man. Henry stared at Janie with a raised eyebrow, and she scowled back. After Janie was handed her booklet, the two turned back towards a table to sign whatever was necessary. "'What?' she asked in an annoyed voice, noticing Henry's grin. "'The seventeenth? he asked, laughing. "'It's a family name,' she said, waving her hand at him. "'You think?' he responded, laughing. "'Sign your papers and shut up,' she scolded. "Oh, they're like having some friendly banter. This is nice.' Henry flipped through the papers, signing where necessary. He was amused by how similar to the employment forms of his world the forms in the booklet appeared to be. Oh my god, that is an awkward sentence. Other than being written in impeccable handwriting verging on calligraphy, the documents were comprised of tax forms, salary information, benefits, and insurance policies. Both worlds, science and magic, seem to be actually governed by the laws of bureaucracy and money. Ha <laughs> Henry finished signing papers before Janie, and he spotted a mage who had also been signing papers, standing at the front desk watching Janie and himself. He looked away when Henry caught his eye. The young man seemed nervous and uncomfortable, and Henry couldn't blame him. The welcoming committee hadn't lived up to its assumed name seeing that Janie was carefully reading a... Oh, my clothes are done in the dryer. Very exciting. You know what? I'm going to have a sip because I don't see any drinking breaks coming anytime soon. Mm. I needed that. Mm, that was good. We're almost getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Am I reading too fast? This is the problem with taking a six-month hiatus. Ugh, I'm going to have to dive right into the next book as soon as this is done. <laughs> All right. Mm. Seeing that Janey was carefully reading a page in the booklet, Henry grabbed his completed papers and walked back to the three staffers helping with check-in. After making his way to the long-haired man, he handed him his folder without a word. Sorry, I had to do a page turn. The man grabbed it and began tearing out certain pages. Henry turned to the nervous mage and introduced himself. Hi, I'm Henry, he said, offering his hand. Oh, uh, hello, the mage responded. The two shook. My name is Joseph. Joe. Joe is fine. A lot of ellipses. Ellipses. Sorry, in this, yes. Not the oval, the three dots, right. Nice to meet you, Henry smiled. My friend over there is Janie. I just pointed over there. All right, <laughs> that was bad. Janie raised her right hand without looking away from her booklet. So what is it you do, Joe. I, um, potions, he said while he rubbed his hands together. Ah, very cool, Henry said. Joe looked outside and back at Henry, confused. I, what? <laughs> he meant that's good, Janie yelled from her table. Henry talks funny, get used to it. The long hair mumbled off-worlder and close to Henry, and He turned. Henry pointed at him and made a click with his mouth. Turning back to Joe, he explained, Yeah, I'm from the world of science, hence these shoes. He held one foot out for Joe to see. (laughs) I feel like these books really focus on feet a lot. (laughs) Oh, really? Joe responded, seeming interested. Yeah, grew up in western New York. Ever heard of it? He asked. Joe shook his head, indicating he had not. It's not a very exciting story, but I'll have to tell you. Here's your paperwork and key, the long-haired man haired man, interrupted loudly. He held out the booklet, now missing a handful of pages, and a large metal key. Key? Henry asked. Henry's not paying attention, because I remember they told him it was for his house. <laughs> the long-haired man sighed and explained. To your house, as an entry-level warrior mage... Oh, that's a typo. It's entry dash space level. That's not good, right? And I think to your house should have been capitalized. I don't know. I'm real vague, and I think this book, it happens a lot on like how quotations should be capitalized. I don't know how that works. Who knows? All right. To your house, as an entry-level warrior mage, you're entitled to a single-room home. Yours will be in a in the southeast corner. The booklet contains a map. Janie returned from studying forms at this point and handed her booklet to the surly man. Hi, she said, offering her hand to Joe. Oh, hello, he said, noticeably calmer than a few moments ago. Finish studying those forms, Henry asked. Did you even read yours, Janie asked. Henry waved a hand in a non-committal manner, again, dash space for some reason. Dumb question, she said. The long haired man held out the booklet and a key to Janie. All right, you'll be in a three bedroom also in the southeast corner, he said. You can decide who gets which room when you meet your roommates. Roommates? she asked. Uh, yes. Entry level healing majors. <clears throat> Let me redo that. Uh, yes. Entry-level healing mages are only given a shared home, he explained in a deadpan voice. Uh, yes. Entry-level healing mages are only given a shared home, he explained in a deadpan voice. How come he gets a house to himself, she asked, starting to show anger. Because he's a warrior mage. It was all in the paperwork, he said. Now, someone will be around to take you to your new houses shortly. Please wait here. We're very busy, as you might imagine. Henry made a show of looking around the tent, then turned back to the long-haired man. I think we'll head off by ourselves. We wouldn't want to put you out any more than we already have. You're clearly swamped, he said with a patronizing smile. Thank you, though, for the warm welcome. Turning to Joe, he continued. What? Turning to Joe, he continued, he asked, headed south? Uh, yes, I guess, Joe replied. It says he continued, comma, he asked. (laughs) Okay, that's a typo. We got a couple so far, and I thought I added this one pretty good. (laughs) Fantastic, shall we, Henry said, to nobody in particular. And he and Janie walked briskly to their packs and then out of the tent Joe hurried along after them, looking sheepishly back at the frowning mages behind the table. That is the end of chapter one. Well, what an exciting chapter one for Offworlder. I mean, nobody gets more excited than me for filling out paperwork. Am I right? Very exciting. So... Like I said, we did get to meet some classics. The first one was Janie. Um, If you remember, Janie was actually in Bringing Balance. They went to her house. Oh, I forget the names of cities. See, if this was a professional podcast, I'd look it up or know or have some sort of like computer index. But I don't remember. Delatin? I think it was Delatin. Look at that. So, yeah, in Delatin, they met Janie. We got to see her for a whole chapter. Well, it turns out... She's one of Henry's closest friends, we just learned in chapter one. So, I mean, I guess that's nice character development, right? And we got to see Henry, you know, he was his usual self. Um Maybe a little less familiar with uh, with uh the world of magic in this one, I think. You know, in this uh, first chapter. Seems like he's rather new here, not entirely. And he seems like he's kind of a dick, you know? Did a little bit of that pointing and clicking, you know? Good stuff. I just did that, so the, only the live studio audience got to see me actually point, but. Yeah, that was exciting. Uh, what else? We got to see a new character, Joe. Uh, we'll see if we see him any further into the book. I'm guessing yes, since I wrote it. Uh, but, um, he can't be that big a character, right? Because he's not in, you know, bringing balance, right? We already saw the damn sequel. <laughs> Alright easy very easy chapter all right so we got a couple discussion questions this week all right so let's do this okay question 1 henry was a warrior mage class 2b so how do warrior mage classes work see so does it go up or down like could you is 2a better than 2b is Two second from the top, like is one the best mage, or would you want to go like class six would be a better mage than the class two? I don't know. I don't know. Well, What do you guys think? I know when I would referee soccer, I was a referee class two, which made me a grade eight referee. I think. Oh, of course they had two different naming conventions, but a class one referee was better than me. So. It can work the other way, too. And I don't understand why they had to add a letter. I mean, couldn't you just increase the numbers? That's like when they build new exits on highways and have to jam, like, a B or a C in between, you know, because they didn't think they'd ever need more than 12 exits, right? That was some real rambly stuff. I apologize. (laughs) It's been a long day, so I'm going to have a little sippy. And let's see. We'll go on to the next discussion question. Hmm. Question two. Okay, Henry did have to stop and fill out some employment forms for his new job here at the temple. So the question is, what is your favorite employment form? Hey, this is exciting, am I right? Uh, You know, there's obviously, if you're American, the easy one is the... What is it? The W-4 is the one you fill out, right? And the W-2 is is what you get in the mail for your taxes, I think. So, yeah, W-4, that's an employment form. But, you know, we'll widen it. Anything you have to fill out when you're a new employee, right? You always have those. Uh, in uh, this state, in the fine state of Ohio, you have local income tax forms that are always incorrect in some way. That's always fun, or like your insurance, or... I'm going to say my personal favorite is the emergency contact form in case I die at work. <laughs> Who are they supposed to call? But uh, those are right in if you have a favorite employment form, because, you know, we want to keep this podcast exciting. Yes. Just like the book, right? All right. Question three. Henry revealed that he grew up in western New York. So I guess that kind of is... I always thought of western New York as like Syracuse and further west. So that would be like Rochester and Buffalo... uh You know, in all that space between Buffalo and Pennsylvania. Yeah, just that whole area where they just get shit tons of snow, right? So, question three. Do you know any magical people from western New York? Ooh, so exciting. I don't. (laughs) But if you can think of somebody who was born in western New York and can do amazing magic, write in. We want to hear about it. Because I really can't think of anybody from western New York. Um... We went to, like, the Buffalo History Museum, me and my wife once. uh, Who was that? It was the guy who used to run um, that real long-running CBS news show, or maybe it's on a different station. Uh, Meet the Press. I can't think of his name, though. He's from Buffalo, but I don't think he's magical, so that doesn't count. Yeah, so if you can think of anybody magical, all right? Try to keep it to that, not just people who are super famous, you know? But anywho, those are our discussion questions. There's not really much to go on since we're only on chapter one. And all we've really done is, uh, you know, dealt with bureaucracy, um, witnessed a magical copying machine or printer. Probably a printer because I think it puts your name in the book, right? Yeah. So a magical printer, maybe a magical computer, right? Because you spoke into it and it spat out your book. It might not do anything like that. It might just be like a sorting machine, you know what I mean? I don't know how that worked. You know what? This isn't a discussion question, but write in and tell me what the hell you think that machine did or magic machine, whatever, right? You say your name into a wand and out pops a booklet with your name all over it. So they could have had them pre-written, pre-filled out and that thing is just like looking up, you know, who's there. Although that seems like a very silly machine to have if, you know, I'm guessing this place isn't employing like 700 people, although who knows? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're probably welcoming, like, a handful of new mages. You could probably just do that sorting by hand, so it seems like a big waste of money. Although, this does seem kind of quasi-governments. Maybe, you know, they're spending government dollars on this sorting machine. Sometimes you gotta spend the money to get it next year, right? You have to blow the whole budget. Well, anyway, uh, this chapter is just rife with bureaucracy. So, is that what you say, rife? Ripe? Rife? I don't know. I don't know. been a lot of whiskey. Well, write in if you know what the answer there is, too. (laughs) Listen, this book will get better, I think. Um, It's just chapter one. Hopefully by next week I'll have print copies so I can give you page counts because I'm pretty sure chapter one is not 13 pages in the book because, wow, if it was, what a freaking dud of a chapter. Am I right? Anyway, uh, we're going to hit you back next week. Uh, Until then, you can contact me If you go to jeffreadisbook.com, there's a few little contact spots right there, uh, including you can email me at jba at sdf.org, or you can reach me on Twitter at Fortran Jeff, or you can reach me on Mastodon in the Fediverse at jba at mastodon.sdf.org. And anyway, we're going to be back next week for sure with Chapter 2. Hopefully a few less forms to fill out. But until next time, keep on reading!